welcome to Stateside F1. I'm Joe Leonardo. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. And that man making the sound of, I'm going to say, an 80-year-old doing a flying lap in a modern-day McLaren is Andrew Berger. How are you guys doing? Good to be back on the pod. Good to be back. And we are talking Final Four Races. So, Joe... I know we had no races this week, but there's always, there's always gossip in the Formula One, in the paddock, in the news, in the FIA. It's a reality TV show, but Netflix decided to make it a documentary instead. Little little bit of a miss out. I feel like it's a reality TV show in the form of a documentary because they play up relationships and they play up drama and stuff. And drivers even have come out and said Drive to Survive dramatizes a lot of things. You were right. You know what? Let's get, I know some people in film, we should get them on the show to, to hear their remarks of the filming and the production of Drive to Survive. That Ooh, would be... I love that. Also, I would like a re-edit of Drive to Survive to make it even more dramatic. <laughs> I love that. You know what I mean? And have like extreme zoom-ins and all that stuff, like it's a soap opera. Oh my God, that, yes. They could just do that with the back half of the grid though. Just the back half. So the people who don't get as much uh, media pen time or screen time during the actual races will have their time to shine. But anyways, Joe, what I really wanted to ask you is, with all the drama this week, or no drama, give me one word to describe this week in Formula One. Man, I guess my one word would be accusations because of Red Bull. We have Zach Brown giving Red Bull his two cents. We have a legion of fans on both sides saying cost cap didn't matter. Cost cap did matter, even if it doesn't seem consequential to you. Other teams had to skimp in different ways. How should they be penalized? So I feel like accusations is a good word that sums it up. I Yeah, that's that's you stole my word. I was going to say... <laughs> Well, if you can't use accusations, what would be your word sans accusations then? I would say blame. Mm, that's pretty much the word accusations. Oh, shit. What about toxic? Toxic. I, I like toxic. toxic. I like toxic. Toxic is, toxic is really good because you can have non-toxic accusations. Like, excuse me, sir. I think you cut me in line. And the person turns around and says, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know this Trader Joe's line started here. I was just going through to grab some bread. That's okay. And th- that's not a toxic right. accusation. But then if you say, you know, you cheated on me with the neighbor. It's like, well, he satisfies Ooh. me in ways you never can. That, that's some toxicity. Well, the toxicity, <laughs> sense. the toxicity I'm thinking of, Joe, is not that intimate in that way. You're telling me between Pierre and Yuki, it's not that intimate? Pierre and Yuki... You, the best love story on the grid? It really is. It's Yuki. Yuki feels safe with Pierre. And I I love it. I really admire that. They're like a very confident bromance. It's like not toxic masculinity. They're confident in themselves, confident in their friendships. When Yuki said, my heart is crying because you're going to a different team, it was adorable. And I loved everything about it. It wasn't. It didn't seem as synthesized as Lando and Daniel Ricardo's relationship. Is you said something similar? In yeah, that way. My, my thing with uh, between Daniel and Lando is they're very media literate. 
Yes. So they know how to act in front of cameras. They know how to like, they, they kind of have a persona and you can tell they're kind of like performers where Pierre and Yuki seem very genuine and almost a little not ready for prime time, if you will. Yeah, they, they didn't hit. They're not at their prime. They're still they're still young Padawans, uh, which makes like, you know, the um, beauty of their relationship shine through and seem so genuine and probably is very genuine. Right, right. Uh, before I mentioned the toxic, uh, the toxicity that I, that I was alluding to, I saw in a video, Lando Norris said he stopped, he quit school at age 16 and he said most race car drivers on the grid in Formula One or any racing unit probably left school around that age and was just on the grind to become a race car driver. I was a little bit shocked by that. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because they start when they're karting very young. And also, there's not a lot of reading in Formula One or just motorsports in general. There's a lot of math, though, I will say. All, this, all the like signage, road signs are all shapes. All you have to do is know how to read stop. And you can drive a car. So. Well, you, you more or less just need to know your colors, actually, because yeah. the flags. But the... Think about the maturity you need to have to leave school at 16 to become a race car driver. I mean, Lando Norris, he's my brother's age. So they're, he's about 22, going to be 23. And he's just so mature. I remember when I was in high school going to college, I, you know, I was still thinking like fart jokes were funny. So you're telling me Lando doesn't think fart jokes are funny? Fart jokes are funny, but he doesn't try to make a fart joke during his media pen interviews well you're only seeing a certain side of him that's in front of the camera yeah i guarantee you there's sides to these formula one drivers that are completely underdeveloped especially if they're only going to school until 16 years old which actually is not that like i graduated high school at 17 16 is not too bad yeah but what does it take for you to leave school at 16 years old that means you weren't even focused on school to begin with when you're carding leading up to 16 so really, their education kind of stopped probably at like 13 or 14, right? Because they were probably yeah. going to school, but weren't getting an education because they were carding or whatnot. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton has spoke out a bunch of times that he didn't do well in school and his principal or his teachers were just not his biggest fans. Sure, I mean, because they see a child and because think of, think of the chances of becoming a world championship F1 driver. Yeah. They're so minuscule. Yeah. So if you see a kid throwing his life away to go kart racing, the chances of him reaching that level to superstardom are so unfathomably small. So of course his right. teachers are like, you're throwing your life away. Why are you doing this? You're an idiot. Your parents are being bad right now. <laughs> and especially someone like Lewis, who comes from no money, no resources, no connections. Right. Right? Like he, him and his dad had to build that career from scratch. They had to build the cart also. Like yeah, literally, yeah, literally build the cart. Where let's use Leclerc, for instance, or even Max. You know, Leclerc's from Monaco. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> the, I mean, the, the starting line for being born in Monaco is a lot different than the starting line for Lewis Hamilton. Max Verstappen, his father was. Was a driver. In yeah, was driver. a driver. So it, I, it makes sense for certain people when you have means and you have connections and 
yeah. family pedigree. And then for others, when they kind of come from nothing, yeah, I would be like, you're making a horrible mistake. And then yeah. you'd be like, oh, I didn't realize you're going to be Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I can see that. True. All right, well, let me get to the toxicity that I was thinking about. I saw Gene Haas put out a statement. I read it. He he was saying that Mick Schumacher, in order to keep his his seat, that he needs to win this upcoming race at Coda in Texas because Schumacher's accidents have cost the Haas team millions of dollars and the Haas team can't afford to pay for the damages. So granted, I understand where Gene Haas is coming from with not, you know, the funds and not having enough money to pay for the car that, you know, their Formula One driver, their driver is ruining. But also the expectations out of Mick Schumacher in his second year of Formula One is just ridiculous. Especially when Joe Guan Yu just got picked up for another season, right? And he only has six points. He's 18th. Mick has 12, so double the points. But for some reason, double the pressure. Also, this has more on Haas, I feel like, because they have such money problems that they have to put all their pressure on the driver. Yeah. Like, that's on you, man. You you know, hustle and get sponsorships. Put Steiner in front of more boats. I don't know. Do whatever (laughs) you have to do to get that money. I think Steiner would probably be probably be a better face for the team than the drivers because he's at least every American I've seen that see, that I've met that watched this show, the Drive to Survive, their favorite character, like character, <laughs> is <laughs> totally. Gunther Steiner. Yeah, him and Daniel. Yeah, so maybe they just gotta rework their branding and marketing and sell Steiner. Yeah. I mean, they already do. There's yeah. so much Steiner stuff on Amazon and eBay because I was looking to pick up some stuff before going to Texas Ooh. for the race and uh, I didn't get anything because I'm like, I'd rather buy it there. But man, there's so much Haas there. stuff. I was thinking about getting something Haas. I'm like, all right, American circuit. Let me wear American Formula One team apparel. You'll have to let me and the podcast know what the fan uh, the fandom is like down there because i was at the austrian grand prix years ago and there was a whole orange army like max verstappen fans had more or less like (laughs) like a whole section of the track (laughs) and there was like the smoke grenades the orange shirts like people were just losing their minds as he would either pass someone or just come past their section it was ridiculous hi everybody joe leonardo here and this is andrew berger along with being the hosts of stateside f1 andrew and i are audio engineers with thousands of hours of podcast experience between the both of us we've worked with a wide variety of companies from google to discovery as editors mixers sound designers and even social media managers If it's a companion podcast for a TV show or just a hobby among friends, we can help you with your podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at statesideF1 at gmail.com. We brought Mario Andretti earlier. Oh my God, Mario, what a hero. What a legend. 
my dad has actually been, wanted to go to in, to Indy and take the two seater ride with Mario around the track. Oh, that's awesome. Oh yeah, that's we'll we'll get there at some point. But Mar- Mario Andretti, the the Italian stallion who raced for America and just conquered the world. 82 years old and he pulled a halfway decent flying lap in that McLaren. It was so cool to see. Yeah, it was. I I listened to his interview after. He said he had to sit so close up to reach the pedals that he couldn't necessarily see all the buttons on the steering wheel because his visor was in the way. But he, you know, he figured it out. Yeah. Um, I didn't. He didn't say anything about mi- the missing clutch pedal. I was curious if he would say anything about uh, not having an actual stick shift, having the. Uh, the paddles but what he did say is the car acted as well like exactly how he expected it to be the car went exactly where he turned the wheel and it just like sucked itself to the ground and he just flew i wonder if they put him in a simulator before they threw him on that track just to be like hey you haven't been in a formula one car and god knows how long just we want to put you in the simulator just to know you're not going to go straight into a wall yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I highly doubt they flew him to England for the McLaren official. Uh, yeah, it didn't have to be official, just something. You know what I mean? Just have- something to be like, here's how everything works, just so they're not throwing him in the car and he has no idea what any switches or paddles do. No, yeah, they they explained all that to him, I'm sure. I mean, he probably has a simulator at his house. The Andretti's live, honestly... They live in Nazareth, PA, which is actually where Martin Guitar is based out of. And it's like about a half hour from Allentown where I went to college. So I'm actually I'm annoyed at myself that I didn't go hunting for the Andretti's to like make friends with Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? There's there's nothing to do in Nazareth. It's it's just like this outskirts town. It's 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 pretty quiet. <laughs> I know a little about Pennsylvania. I know enough. I know uh, just I-80 when I have to drive through to get to Cleveland. Oh, yeah. To visit my wife's family. And um, it's scary out there, man. There's parts of Pennsylvania. It's like this has become the walking dead. What in turnation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you go past Allentown, and there's kind of no going back. No. So along with Andretti... The Circuit of the Americas, which he is an ambassador of, they named the final turn, turn 20, the Andretti. Mm. Legendary. That's that's a big yeah. deal to have like the, a grandstand or a turn named after you. That's that's so cool. Yeah. Didn't Lewis just got, was that last year or the year before? Yeah, Silverstone, the Hamilton Strait. That's got to be cool when you're racing there. You're like it, still, you're still in Formula One competing. That see, I I kind of wish they waited until he uh, until he retired, but because I feel like to a degree it's a little narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But it's a lot. Sometimes Lewis gives off those kind of vibes. As 100%. amazing as a person as he is, you know, no one's perfect. So Joe, so Red Bull got caught for going over the budget cap. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of people got a lot to say. That's why accusations is my word. I love that because I think everything about the Red Bull team is toxic. I think Helmet Marco is crazy. But I do love that Zach Brown spoke out because he didn't have to. And he made the comment that it doesn't matter that if you've spent over the cost cap on catering or whatever, you still spent above the cost cap and everybody else is budgeting, trying to hit these, you know, trying to be under the limit. Yeah. And it does fatigue you and it does take effort. So if one team isn't doing it, they do have an advantage. Yeah. So it is a form of cheating, if you would. Zach Brown said they had, you know, all the teams had a dress rehearsal in 2020 because 2020 was locked down in COVID and no one was at the races. And that was when all the teams had essentially a dress rehearsal, quoting Zach Brown, where you were able to kind of test the waters, see where you could spend money, see where you could save, and figure out all the rules. And Zach Brown said he doesn't feel that a financial penalty alone would be a suitable penalty. He says that there should be a sporting penalty as well to be determined by the FIA. That's like the saying of parking tickets are like a poor man's tax. It only affects poor people. Because if you have money and means, if you have millions of dollars and you get a parking ticket for $35, that means nothing to you. You can just illegally park anywhere because that $35 is like Exactly. But if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you get a $35 ticket and you wanted to pick up some groceries and now you've cut your weekly grocery budget uh, down a bit because you have to save that $35, that affects you. And I feel like if it's a financial thing and if it's a really big company, they're going to be able to be like, okay, I'll just pay this off. Exactly. And and Red Bull also, because they're going to get prize money for winning constructors and drivers this year. Maybe that that prize money should be halved because I think Red Bull was, uh, I think they overspent about $2 million. So that's supposed to result in a $4 million deduction for 2023, meaning $2 million to offset the overspend plus a $2 million fine. What if they did something like they can only ride on hards (laughs) or like either pit crew gets a penalty added every time they pit, it takes an extra two, three seconds or whatever, just something to make it not monetary. I, yeah, that's the thing. I, I think I texted you this week. I would love if they have the pit crew. So instead of, I think it's usually like three guys to each wheel. What if it was, it was just one guy and it was just half the pit crew. So instead of, let's say, 12 guys, it was six guys. They can't use power tools. It's all <laughs> like hand old cranks. hand crank <laughs> stuff. Just And they don't have the blowers to cool down the car. So they have like a, a big guy with a fan, like when you're fanning some sort of pharaoh. Like a big leaf. Oh my god! You can have so much fun with the penalty. The FIA is yeah, boring. That's, I would love to just see something so outrageous that no team would ever dare step out of line again. And it's so big because it's the team that won both championships this year, and that's hilarious to me. All right, let's jump into predictions. First, we talk pole who's going to be number one in qualifying. And then for the race, who's going to get first? Who's going to get second? Who's going to get third? Andrew, what are your predictions for the U.S. Grand Prix in Texas? 
So pole position, I have Charles Leclerc. And for the win, I also have Charles. All bets are off. The championship is won. Leclerc is just... You just it's everyone's just got a race for real now. It's not strategy. You just gotta drive that car. Uh for second I have Verstappen. And third I have signs. So it's gonna be a Ferrari sandwich. We are very close in our predictions, except for two and three. Oh. For my predictions, poll, I have Leclerc as well. I think Max has been out celebrating with Lando. There's a video of him getting drunk. I don't think he's going to be super polished for this race. And you know what? He already won the world champion. He doesn't need to waste his time in simulators yeah. and, you know, focusing on the race. So he's going to be just chill out there. And of course, chill Max is like either getting podium or, you know, best of the rest. So Leclerc for pole. Yeah. First for the race, Leclerc as well. And I think he's like, okay, I need to put some more points on the board for myself. Yes, I can't become the champion, but um, I have to knock out Perez as much as I can. Yeah. Which brings me to my second, second place person, Checo Perez. The president of the Mexicans. Yes. Now the battle between Leclerc and Perez is going to get real, as it's always been. But like with the championship out of the way, who can get that second place. Yeah. And this is going to be fun to watch. And third, this isn't done with any type of thought, but for third, I put Lewis Hamilton. Has he gotten a podium this year? Yeah. He's gotten yeah. two. You're right. You're right. He hasn't been on top step. I He hasn't been on top. Uh, they did a Mercedes had two, three earlier yeah. this year. I can't remember where they, I did hear Mercedes is having their last upgrade package being released at coda at this grand prix so here we go so maybe this is the day where the silver arrows fly they also said that they don't even think their car is going to be good for 2023 oh no well they didn't say it wasn't going to be good but they said like it's not going to be at its best in 2023 (sighs) for the 2023 season so if you're saying that that doesn't give me high hopes for the rest of the season this year. But with that said, I'm still putting Hamilton in third. So we'll see what happens. But th- those are my those are my picks. Leclerc, Leclerc, Perez, Hamilton. The, those are good picks. I already uh, sent my predictions in to forecast-f1.com. Our man Anton setting us up for success. He's going to be on the show uh, on Halloween. Spooky. October 31st. Yeah, Joe, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be wearing... Uh, I think I might dress up as Lando Norris. I have some McLaren merch, so I might be Lando Norris for Halloween for the podcast episode. I'm going to dress up as the scariest thing to an F1 driver. A wall. <laughs> you know what? That's better than anything I was going to say. So yes, a wall. <laughs> <laughs> or... Uh, <laughs> I can't think of any. What I, I, I was gonna say, a rain cloud. Oh, you know that for for Nicholas Latifi, that it's pretty scary. Yeah. So you know what? I want to root for Nicholas Latifi for his last four races because I want to see him get points in these last four and prove that he's worthy of a drive down the line. Yeah, maybe. 
I guess if if my heart goes out to anyone, any any one F one driver, instead of Latifi, I gotta say it's Daniel Ricardo. If anybody has proven they should still be in Formula One and not fighting for a seat, or even just announcing that he can't, he has no opportunity for a seat, which is crazy. It, he's in twelfth right now with twenty nine points. Yes, he's in a McLaren and he should be doing better, but. There was an interview recently where he's even saying, like, I, I just, I am not connecting with this car. Yeah. And I'm doing everything I can. I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm still at the peak of my ability, but this car is just, we're speaking two different languages. So I'm just surprised that nobody's fighting to to gobble him up. Maybe when Audi or Porsche comes in 26, but that might be... That's what? way too far. Yeah, Ricardo's going to be, be old by in then. his mid to late 30s then. Yeah. Hamilton will probably be out by then. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping our Lord and Savior Lewis Hamilton gets his eighth. I I would just love to see that. Yeah. All right, let's go to the outro. Thank you for listening to Stateside F1. Please like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcast content. Follow us on Instagram at Stateside F1 and TikTok at Stateside F1 Podcast. And feel free to DM us. Send us memes, comments, questions, suggestions, etc. We will respond and follow you back. See y'all next week. Later.